try this again. Can you hear me? Yes. I don't know what happened there. So my connection was unstable and then I went. I moved my office, but now it's closer to my route. So we should be okay. Let's see. Sally? <laughs> I hope so. Good How morning. are you guys doing this morning? Good morning. Good afternoon. It's six in the afternoon here, and I'm sitting with my mom. Evening. Evening already. Hi, mom. And I'll go last so I can first eat. Okay, that's fine. Works for me. Hillary, that makes you first up. Well, hello. Do you have any How's questions or you just want to chit chat today? I do have a question. I guess my, well, kind of a bigger question, but. Okay. Um, yeah. What's your big question? That's so, I mean, the big question is a big question. So you decide what we can answer. <laughs> Basically, I need a cash flow plan for December because I was banking on making a bunch of prints that did like fantastic last year. And this year I sold one, which feels so embarrassing. Um, I have some theories about that. But basically, they just didn't, they just didn't go at all. So that was kind of my like affordably priced Christmas offering and so now that I don't mm -hmm. have that I'm like okay I really need to bring in some more cash for the end of the year like we're fine financially but like I still like we just have expenses coming up like sure this is not like a money diet. is the lifeblood of the business right right so I yeah need need some cash flow so I have art that is I have several pieces that are going to like a holiday art show this week, some bigger pieces. I'm not really banking on them selling because things tend to sell in the smaller price range. It's just not worth it for me to take that big of a cut for some smaller pieces. And um, so like this is so basically, and I did I did the light paint twice, which was super fun, great to get eyeballs on, great connection with people. Again, that's part of the long game of the sales. So I feel like right. I have several long game things set up, but like I need some short term money in. Had designer come Friday. She was picking up a piece and I took her on a studio tour and she's interested in some bigger pieces. So I'm seeing the power of like more studio time with people. Thank you. I'm totally like reframing how I've been doing studio. It used to be like sacred and now it's like, now I need to like, needs to be revolving door. Um, I'm trying to schedule a few more of those with some people. After that, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's recap real quick. So right now we have, actually, I got, I got something different. Okay, so piece of paper, piece of paper. Hold on, trying to get paper out of my printer. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. So I started thinking about this a little bit differently yesterday and I'm really loving it. So I am making two circles with lines coming out of them, kind of like suns. Okay. Like so. Love it. Okay, so your top circle, what's like your 
small price point like what's a not necessarily a print but like what's what's your smallest kind of original price point yeah 150 150 okay great and for a large piece i know that can be 5,000, is that the number you'd attach to it or something different? Yes. Okay. So we put those numbers in the circles. 150 up here, 5,000 down here. The 150. So around that, what we're going to do is we're going to put ideas that you could do that could potentially bring in $150 today. So these are more like your daily activities that I'm not saying they will lead to 150 and I'm not saying they won't lead to more than 150, but these are more like your, I'm going to invite someone to a studio visit kind of thing. So it has opportunity potential to bring in cash today. Then your 5,000, that's more like your long-term projects, like your, um, what did you call it? Paint with me? Is that what the it's called? Live paintings. Live painting. Yeah. Live painting. Yeah. That's more your long-term things. Okay. And not to say, again, the, the long-term things can't lead to short-term things, but when we can start to classify them as two separate activities, we can start to say, okay, Instead of, well, I need to make some money. So I'm going to paint a new collection and then I'm gonna launch it as quick as I can. So maybe in six or eight weeks, and then I'm gonna cross my fingers and hope that works because it might work, but then you're missing out on all those little activities that you could be doing between now and then. So that being said, what do you, have for sale? What do you want to be selling? I have a shit ton of paper pieces that didn't move this year, like in the smaller to medium range. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my people just really like originals, which is great. So then kind of, and then I was realizing that like my pricing got a little wonky with prints and some of them were a little too close to some original pricing. And so, so then I'm just in my head. Prints are tricky. It's tricky. So I'm thinking maybe like to do an Instagram live sale, maybe with some of those, either like a a live or just like these pieces are in my story just today only, you know, just, I feel like it really works with the, um, limited time. Yeah. Yeah. November is a great time to do limited time stuff. Yeah. So what are the paper pieces you said are. I'm guessing 150 to what? Like 600-ish. Say okay. that, 700, yeah. 150 to 700. So is this something that you want to or would be willing to do like a sale on? Or is this more like, I just want to figure out how to move them? I just need to figure out how to move them. Okay. So what can we do? Um, different question. Do you have anything lying around that you're just like, I just want to get rid of this? 
there's always stuff like that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm sure. So maybe what if you did like a story, post, email, whatever you want to do one a day for the next 15 days or however long I'm just picking an arbitrary number that um, I have, I'm going to be showcasing paper pieces that I still have available. And with each one, you compare something that you just want to get rid of. So essentially you're selling that thing that you don't want anymore to help you get the price you do want. Does that make sense? Like have a favorite piece, it's like full price at 300 and then have somebody decide it for like a hundred that I just want to get rid of. Yeah. So if you buy this $300 piece, um, you also get this thing to gift to a friend for the holiday. Okay. Whatever. Like a BOGO. Yeah, exactly. But you, you pick the BOGO. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Or just saying like these two pieces are listed for this price and not even listing it as a sale. Cause I'm trying, I'm still trying to like maintain a luxury. Yeah. Yeah. Like that smudge. I'm not, I'm not huge on sales. Sometimes there is a time and a place for them and they work, but doing them all the time is a no, no. I feel like doing them in November Uh can be an okay thing to do. Like if you're going to do one, November's the time to do it. And it's not necessarily, if you're doing a BOGO, it's not necessarily a sale. It's like a added value. So it's a little bit different way of looking at it. Okay, I like it. I like it. Definitely. So another thing you could do could be, I mean, some version of that being, I have um, this collection that I have available and you get to pick one from it when you buy one of these daily specials. Okay. But I kind of like the pairing where you do that and it's thoughtful and it's these are together because I feel like that might make more sense. So that's one option. So that's more of like a $150 thing. Like you can, maybe I shouldn't put the numbers there, but I don't know. That just helps me think about like this action is worth $150. And if I do three of them, then I'm going to maybe three actions equals that 150 or something like that. So, um, so I'm going to, let's, let's write that down as one thing that you could do. Okay. 15 days of BOGO. Black Payless. Uh, no, like Doterra. Come on, Hillary. That's <laughs> all I can think of. Is like I got so excited about Bogo Payless as a teenager. <laughs> well, I get excited about Bogo and Doterra, so you know whatever floats your boat. Um, so one of the things that I have written down on mine is like if I send an email that says this thing is for sale, click here to buy it. Uh-huh. and people click there to buy it, I have follow-up on a different, well, this is what it is, essentially. It's follow-up with them on a different platform and um, just have a conversation with them. So, like, for example, there were two people that did not buy the special that I'm doing for November, but they clicked on the buy now button. So then I went over to Instagram, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad you're doing this 
November sale, like we talked about last year. Good job. I hope it's going well for you. Something like that. And she wrote me back and said, I was thinking about you all day yesterday. You must have been in my thoughts. It's amazing. Like I must have called you in something like that. So now we're having a conversation about, well, I have this available and I have that available and maybe she'll buy and maybe she won't. But that little activity will, if I do it three or four times, will very likely lead to someone buying something, whether it's that offer or something else. So I call those, I just made this up like the secret hand raise, like I'm raising my hand that I'm interested, but I'm not necessarily having a conversation with you about it yet, but that following up can open that conversation. So is that something that you track through your email? Yeah. So, um, if you, I think most email services can do this. You can see like who clicks, who opens all of that. Okay. I'll look on that and see. (laughs) Cool. That's very helpful. Yeah. Following fun different platform. So would that be saying with like the designer who, like, I think she's going to buy them. Like you said, I'm just trying to close that gap, just like commenting on her feed and how you know and thinking mm-hmm. about you. Okay. Yeah. Um, gotcha. So another thing that I like to do as far as following up before, like the very obvious follow-up that's, Hey, I was just seeing if there was anything I could do, um, is like, she already came to your studio and you guys talked, what did you talk about? Like, can you remember anything from the conversation? Um, like clients being wonky. Sometimes it was kind of just funny, just sharing business, just life. It was, it was nice to just have like a personal conversation. Okay. Tell me something that she said about clients being wonky. Um, basically, oh, like Instagram can be such a dud sometimes because people want like free information from you, but that sometimes doesn't lead to a sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not going to use that one. <laughs> Scratch like, that. Clients being like, um, what was she saying? Oh, Anna, Anna, here's a good one. Um, she was talking about how like clients get so stressed out over like interiors, like their art or their couch. And she's like, and they want to love it forever. And she's like, you're only going to love it for like 10 years. So they think about this in 10 year increments. Mm. Yeah. So what if you made a post about something like, um, when you're buying a piece of art, sometimes you put so much pressure on that art to mm-hmm. be the thing that's going to be perfect forever. When really as human beings, we grow and evolve and change. And so our taste and art changes, but putting off that decision, you know, keeps your walls empty and bare when you could just have that thing that you really want right now, instead of trying to find the very perfect thing. So it's like you following up with that conversation and showing that you're thinking about what she said and like you agree with her. And it's just like a stronger connection point follow-up that also probably more than one person in your audience is already thinking that and they're like, how is she reading my mind? Mm-hmm. So it's like this really nice follow-up moment slash getting more interest moment together. So one activity could be conversation follow-up post. Yeah. Like, tag her like would you not even necessarily tagging her okay 
she is likely to see it because you guys have been in contact. So she's probably been looking at your stuff and you've probably been looking at her stuff. And if you really want to make sure she sees it, you can like forward it to her and say, hey, I was just thinking about what you talked about. Thanks for our conversation again. Something like that. It's a good idea for a pet. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That's how I make about half my posts. I wish I could make 100% of them that way, but it yeah. doesn't always work. I like that. Um, so it, when we're thinking about the, the BOGO thing, how, how would you execute that? Would you do posts? Would you do stories? Would you do emails? What would you want to do? Or all of the above? What I've done in the past when I've done stuff like that is I've tried to just come in like my smaller sales have like always done so well, but they just don't, they just weren't making enough money for all the work I was putting into them. But like I was sending out emails, like preview emails with like this for this price is posting at this time on the gram. Here's when you can purchase it. Like lots and lots of like pre-information because it's not an impulse yeah. buy. And that has yeah. seemed to work really well. Like people were like setting alarms and um so like I think I would do a combination of email because like I sent so many emails out for prints which then I got like a ton of hits on my sites people were looking they were interested I think there were some price point issues and maybe a few too many options but um okay so that's another thing that I want well we already kind of wrote that down but like going back to who was clicking mm -hmm. who clicked multiple times Okay. And starting those conversations on the other end and just saying, um, hey, how's it going? Uh, how would I put it? Um, you could do it a couple different ways. You could do it the creepy way, which sometimes I just do it because it's blunt and it's honest and I like to be honest. But I noticed that you were opening up my emails about the print sale, but you decide not to buy and that's totally fine. But would you be willing to share like what happened there? What made you decide not to buy or not? Like, why didn't you keep going? Just for, you know, my own personal knowledge. Yeah. And sometimes they'll say, I didn't get around to it, but I really wanted to. Is there any way that I could still get blah, blah, blah. Or sometimes they'll say, well, you know, the price was too close to your originals. And so I decided I probably want to buy an original at some point. And then yeah. you could invite them to a studio visit. So it's like this. How do I, how do I open the door to that conversation? Yeah. Um, okay. So the BOGO is like your small thing you want to be selling. Uh -huh. And then you also said, I had some bigger stuff that I want to move if possible, but that's usually a longer game and people don't buy it right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we can also take like those bigger sale items that are going to take a little bit longer, but if we're not like super hurting for money at the moment, we can say, okay, what would a drop in the bucket for selling a large piece look like. And those can go into our $150 activities. So it's a combination of that short-term bringing some cash slash gearing up to make bigger sales come January, February. Uh -huh. 
That would be studio. I would think studio visits. I'm having an uh, an open house where I'm inviting select people to come with the stuff, and then like live paint. I have one more live paint in December. Mm-hmm. And then having play at this holiday art show. Just getting more eyeballs on it. So one way you can get more studio visits is by making invitations for studio visits, like those yeah. personal yes invitations. Yeah. Personal invites. Yes. When are you going to? When do you want to do your open house? I'm doing one in January. Okay. And I have a handful of people already in mind to specifically invite. And then I'll also open it up to like my mailing list. Like I'll put it out there because a lot of Memphis people do like to come to those. And I tend to do like several thousand dollars worth, but it's just so good people because if they come they're there to buy um what was I going to say the um okay so there's a designer who I had recently connected with I've invited her to come to studio she really wants to come she's busy this is a very busy time of year and what is the right amount of I don't want to be obnoxious I've tried to just like you know like like and comment on her post like very chill you know, sometimes a little hard, you know, just like nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a timeline. Like when did you talk to her? And she said, I'm interested, but I'm busy. This was last week. And I think I had thrown out because I always try to throw out a date. How about December 8th at 10 PM, you know, or 10 AM, you know, like, so like keeps the conversation going with a very direct question. I just haven't right. heard back, which totally, totally get that. Yeah. Um, so, so you, yeah, you did that. You threw out a, how about December 8th at 10 AM? Yes. Um, what is some, do you, um, as far as working with interior designers, what is your process or do you have one? Do you have a process for working with them? Like they say, I'm looking for this and you like give them some ideas or like, how does that all work? It's either a commission, a very cut and dry commission. When a client, these colors, the size, give me a quote. If they accept it, we move on with the project. Super easy. Mm-hmm. Or it's, I have a client with her eye on these two pieces. You know, can you mock them up for us? Or you know, normally it's like getting quotes. It's, it's pretty cut and dry. It's not like, I don't know. But yeah. time- okay. So what you might do is put together a email with your, I know you're super busy during the holiday. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I love working with interior designers. And I'm here to support you in any capacity that I can. Here's a couple of ways that I do that. One, um, if you have if you have your eye on something that might fit a client's home, I'm more than happy to mock it up for you. Two, uh, if you you know don't know exactly what you're looking for, but you have an idea of the color and the size, um, I will. I forget exactly what you said, but create a couple of sketches for you and give you something to hand to your client as an option. So instead of thinking, yes, the studio visit is for her. It's to help her, but it's also kind of like, 
she might just have this like, oh, I have to get that done. And it's more like a for you kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. So flipping that and the follow-up being, I want to help you serve your clients better during this busy time. Here's a couple ways I can do that. Is there any other way that I could support you that you have in mind? Something yeah. like that. That's good. Well, also I was talking with my designer friend at the home show this weekend, and she was saying that she has a peace of mind that I've given her a while back. And she uses it like for every client meeting when she pulls out her samples, like carpet, fabric, art, and she just lays it all out there. So I was thinking about actually working up some like paper samples to where designers could use, like specifically say, this is for you to use in meetings for people to see examples of artwork, how it works with your client. I could offer to like deliver a package of those to her. Like, is that a weird? I'm not not entirely sure I understood that. I think I like it, but say it one more time. So you had a friend who would what? Right. So she has a little bitty piece I had given her a while back, just Mm -hmm. as like a, hey, would love to work with you. And I didn't realize this, but she finally told me, she's like, I use this little piece with every client meeting that I have. I actually show them your Mm. artwork like oh look at you so basically like every client meeting it's just like a little mini advertisement for my work so if I offered because then it got the wheels turning I was like oh I need to give my designer sample packets so they can like a paper piece is packaged in plastic you know it's really pretty so they could show it to their clients they can you know they can pull it out they can look at the texture I feel like that would be a very tool for them because they're always looking for physical things to show clients so like, could I offer to like drop some off for her? Sure. Um, so what I, what I might do is add that as one of the options. So okay. I'm willing, or I would love to give you a sample piece that you can use as something tactile to show clients whenever you are helping them make decisions. I'd be more than willing to drop it off at your house. So that's like option, your third option. Um, so I think of selling as a combination of connect, just making connections in general, mm-hmm. helping, like, how can I help you and, um, informing. So here's what I have available. Here's how you can buy it. Here's why you might want it. So it's, it's like a third of each. So right now, when people are super busy uh-huh. and they're getting all this information anyway, you offering to be the helpful one and just instead of just saying, I have all this stuff, is going to go further. Uh-huh. Of course, uh-huh. they still have to know what you have for sale too, but I think they already do. Right, right. Um, okay. Cause she had said, she had mentioned a date, like I'm busy until this time and then we can meet. So I was wondering to follow up, like, what's the best time? Like, cause ideally it'd be great to, to get her in person. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, for sure. Like having this conversation in person would definitely be better, but you have to yeah. get the in-person first. So when did she right. say she would be busy till it's on my Instagram somewhere. So, so, pretend that it's December 8th. Okay. So, so if she said December 8th, I would yeah. fall. I mean, she's probably going to have something that else that comes up that lines up right after that. Right. So I would probably touch base around December 5th and say, and hey, no, you um, wanted to 
come come over and do a studio visit. I was thinking it would be amazing if like we could do it this day or this day. And, you know, it's a holiday season. Let's just make this fun, no pressure. I'll have hot cocoa for you and we'll, you know, have some time to just relax from all the crazy client stuff or something along those lines. Okay. Making it a relaxing, you want to get away kind of moment for her. And then if she can't, then I'll just send her this email with like, here's. Yeah. And if she can't say, Hey, it's totally okay. I understand. Um, I'm going to follow up with an email for you about other ways that I can support you. Cause I know December's crazy. Okay. I like that. Okay. Well, I like it. I like the, the mixing the, like doing like the 15 days of daily. I'll find a cute way to package that. And then the conversations for those who clicked and then just like some nurturing things towards bigger piece sales. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote down interior designer. How can I support you? Yeah. Open house invitations, but that comes after personal invitations for your studio visits. So uh-huh. like as many invitations to studio visits between now and December 15th as you're comfortable with and having a follow-up invite for them. Once they've come to a studio visit, invite them to your open house. Okay. Um, 15 days of BOGO, follow up with the secret hand raises and conversation follow-up posts. Okay, cool. like it. Feel good? Feel good. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Talk soon. Bye. Hey, Monique, did you get eaten up? That didn't sound right. Did you eat? <laughs> oh, you're you're on mute, baby. Now you're, hmm. Can I request to unmute? Hey. There we go. You got it. I feel like we need some lavender. You want some lavender? No, this is rose. Rose. I like both of them. Hmm. Hey. So today, I guess it's just a little bit of chit chat. Yeah. Um, I was very, very, very much inspired by the last Fill Your Cup workshop, uh, which was about wording a, working with the energetic. Yeah. Cycles. yeah, this yeah. was something that I wanted, that I had in mind, but never really stuck to it or, or like really investigated it, like hands on. Mm-hmm. And so when we ended the, the, the workshop, I checked out like, okay, for November and December, where is my energy level? And what's the moon phase and everything. And then I noticed that um, like it would be better to shift the event that we that we planned for the for the online uh, sales action would be much better one week later. Okay. I think there was like some reasons why we put it there because there was some travel stuff and I'll, can you work around that? Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I can't work around is, is um, like a big uh, gift 
celebration thing uh, in the Netherlands, which is on the 5th. Um, so that's only a few days after the, the event happening. I can't probably get them their stuff on time. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to be a, like a big influencer for people. I don't think so. Well, the only reason that it would is if 90% of the people who would be showing up to this are in the Netherlands and they're like last minute shopping. Right. Uh, from my impression of what I've heard about your audience, I don't think that that's true. I think that there are some there, but there's also some here and here and here and here and here that yeah. feel accurate for you. Yeah, yes. surely, yeah. And also, it's um, it's a how do you call that? Like festivity that's more around mm -hmm. kids. Yeah. In the past, um, most so people maybe, don't give art to kids. I do, <laughs> but that's me. No, I don't. I don't see my art going to kids either. So I think that's all fine. So yeah. I'm actually quite excited to like really test case this the theory that we have around the the, the, the monthly cycle. I think it's really yeah. exciting to try it out. Um, so where do you feel like you are at right now? It's hard to say, I've been, just been driving three days. Mm. Okay. Um, it was funny. Uh, I checked like my dates and around, so it must have been, it was last week, right? When you, when you did that uh, one. Yes, last week, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was really feeling autumn, like packing uh, things up, doing little thingies. But then I got all hyper with this new idea. And the next day I was writing in the, uh, the workbook and it was like, uh, I'm not sure where I'm at. And then, Throughout the day, I had so many great ideas and this and that. And I was like, oh, I'm in spring today. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember that I mentioned that mine are kind of out of order. I don't think they're always out of order. But right now it goes fall, spring, winter, <laughs> and then a little bit of something and then summer. So it's like it's all funky, but it's been that way for a little bit. And I've also noticed that my timings change when my cycle and the full moon don't line up anymore. So like sometimes my cycle will switch to new moon and then to full moon and then the new moon that takes like, it'll kind of happen quickly, hmm. but then it'll stay with that for six months or so. Oh, and then wow. it'll switch back. It's weird. Um, I think my cycle is shorter than the moon, so it's always changing. Yeah, like this summer when I was having that, I was uh, in the art residency. I journaled, and when I started, always on the top, I would write where my period, where I was in my period, and the moon cycle. Um, oh, no, I mean, I've always noticed that I sell more with full moon, which is crazy. No, it's not. Apparently, people like to buy more stuff when it's full moon. <laughs> or my work, I don't know. 
Well, if your cycle's always changing, then maybe it is people with the full moon. But for me, like I notice people buy more when I'm in my summer. Because, because you reach out, but I am not an outreacher. You know, I'm, I'm sometimes talking about- Sometimes I do, but it's just more like, it is about the actions, but also I think there's just something else there. Like mm-hmm. people are more attracted to you at certain periods of time. Mm-hmm. And when they're more attracted to you, they're more likely to purchase from you. Okay. But those so. were like, also from like the galleries that, hardly have any contact with me and then all of a sudden hey you get a notification oh. you've sold an artwork yay. yay oh it's full morning yeah almost <laughs> i love that you were already paying attention to that i wonder if you could go back to some of those journals and kind of I decipher like where you were at do i does it like am i writing down all my ideas am i writing down to-do lists am i like I feel depressed and tired and I just want to rest and look like, could you see how those all line up in the past? Mm-hmm. I'd be curious. Yeah. Well, at least for that whole month, I, I wrote down every day. Yeah. Cause these of times it was like, yay, Monique time, you know? Right. Yeah. And then the other thing that clicks, I also listened to the, Art just want to be made workshop. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was a little bit like, I don't need that. You know, I've got my I know, I know. I know. And then like months later, I was like, oh, I'll listen to it anyways while I'm peeling potatoes. Um, and then it came up something that I have trouble with usually as well. So I've got this great idea and you get all, you know, a transcendent when you make it and it just flows out and you go like oh yeah let's make 20 of these so by then that time i can have a show i can do that and then by number five you go what why <laughs> am i doing this <laughs> how did you get through this and this was a topic that um what's what's the name of the artist yes yes um, her name's Jess. yes yes she um she addressed this and i was like oh wow and then all of a sudden it clicked for me why you made us do your perfect dream day at the very beginning because that helps you when you get to number five of that work and you go like why on earth do i want to do this because you get economical and and by the economical, you get all the results. So I'm not, I don't remember what day, but I had a studio day. But instead of painting, I just sat down and did again my most fabulous dream day writing. Out there yeah. and it was really funny because the, so I've done it three times, meanwhile, already. First, I really didn't want to do it first uh, time. I know. I don't um, need that. And then the second time, I was like, all right, this is fun. And now it was really like, okay, I'm going for my dream time. Like, okay, I've got unlimited money that I make from art making. What does my day look like? And the funny thing is, I actually wrote out a lot on how I dressed. And I was like, wow, I didn't have that at all the other times at all. 
And I was kind of like, oh, all right. Maybe I should take a little, little bit more into account that, you know, it is your, um, you, you, how do you call it, your, your business card as well, how you present yourself. Sure, sure. Out there. Like, why, like, especially, you know, where we live, we often get very dirty, cold, but it has to be comfy. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have to dress like that always. Well, and two things. One, I've found out you can be comfy and dirty and still look and feel fabulous because you tried a new braid in your hair or you use blue eyeliner or you put on some of your favorite earrings. Like doesn't have to be head to toe, but Uh also that's one of the energetic practices that I wrote down is like that day thinking, who do I want to be? What do I want to feel like if I could channel someone who like, what would they be wearing today? And then like just pulling bits and pieces out of that to help you feel like that person in your dream scenario, because when you can figure out different, small ways to call well what I call it bring her here now yeah it's like it it shortens that time span because you start to believe that you can do it and so you start doing things that she would do and which gets you there faster um yeah so I was watching something from Brene Brown. Mm. Brene Brown? No. Who was it? Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins. Uh, it was just a reel that she had going yesterday. And it was like nothing that I've never heard before, but for some reason it just landed. And I feel I was like, I feel like I need to know this for some reason. Maybe it's so I could tell you. But okay. she was talking about the reverse manifesting. Like if you were talking about or you're thinking about, I want this, but this might happen or that might happen or I can't because of this or like all of these, then that's what happens. Mm-hmm. All those things, or you don't get it because you don't go for it. As opposed to the, I want to look like this. I want to be doing these activities. Okay. How can I do some of those now? It's like the complete opposite effect. Mm-hmm. And one's going to lead you one way and one's going to lead you the other. And you're never going to be perfect. Like you're going to waver between the two, but it's that making a practice of choosing this way more often than choosing that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the reason why there's lots of reasons why, but that's part of the reason why I have those energetic practices in there because they help you to make the decisions that will get you closer to that dream life. And not even, I don't even. I really want to change the name of that because that makes it feel like I'll get it some dream. Yeah. When this happens, then I'll be there. When that happens, I'll be there. And that's just not true. It's not, it's not going to be there when you get X and Y and Z. It's when you decide this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to move forward in life. That's yeah. the dream. Life. I found when I was moving my office I found this um 
little journal entry and I threw away the rest of the journal, but I had to tear this out. It said something like, when do I quit? I just believe it, I believe it, I believe in it. Like I've, I'm missing this piece and then I learn it and I think that's it, nothing happens. And I've made $134 in two years and I have to have something to sell. And I just have this expensive hobby. And when, when am I going to quit? And now if I looked at myself, this was four years and two months ago. Wow. If I looked at that, where I'm at today from this person, I'd be like, well, when I'm there, I'll be, I'll be like so happy. And now I'm like, but I need blah, 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 blah. and like, you know, there's always another thing. So you're never going to be happy where you're at until you decide to be happy where you're at. And I don't really believe in being stagnant and just being where you're at. I believe in being happy and moving forward. Yeah. I think that that's the moving forward part. The world, or at least my world, has always told me that's like, that's selfish, that's greedy, that's whatever. I don't see it that way. I see it as I have to personally grow. I have to become a better person, a stronger person, a wiser person, a smarter person, or whatever, in order to go to the next level. And I always want to be better. That's like a core value of mine. And so I'm always going to be going for that next level mm-hmm. where I will die of unhappiness. Yeah. I did the other way around. I first worked on the happy person and never really worked like on the business side of art mm-hmm. until I realized like, oh, shit, you know. I think they go hand in hand. And I think that that's normal, that someone's going to choose one or the other, but I think they belong together. You can be very happy doing other things. Mm-hmm. You know. Um yeah, I guess also because it was like different moments in life. Like sure. when, when you have a few galleries that sell every so often and you're perfectly capable of maintaining yourself with that, then everything's fine and you can work more like on your personal growth, uh, which I did for 10 years. And slowly more and more of those galleries just fell over. And all of a sudden like, oh, I need to do some stuff on my own now. Can I give you my take on that? Yeah. Um, So I believe that business is equivalent to personal growth. Uh And I think that maybe you reached a certain level with your 10 years of working on your personal growth and business was the next level for you. And so things had to stop working in order for you to see that that was where the growth needed to happen. Perhaps, you know, we'll never know. We'll never know. And that's what we capture and woo-woo. And some people are going to roll their eyes at that and other people aren't. And exactly. that's just my thought. Well, yeah, could be. There's a lot more into now to that one. Too, way too much. Anyways, I wanted to, to come to the funny part of this, of the... Okay, so I was 
like fantasizing how I would look and everything. And I was like, the thing I need most of all that would be like a funky pair of shoes. Because mm. what I found out many years before, whatever you wear, it depends on the shoes that you wear underneath it, how people actually react to the rest of what you're wearing. That makes sense. Uh-huh. It's very different. So it's like, shit, shoes are expensive. And remember I made that list of like, yes, I talk about my art and I give myself rewards. And um, I, I gave myself the reward to buy some jewelry or something. Like, I wasn't really motivated. And then I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to go towards my new shoes. <laughs> a few people came to visit our our community and I was like I have to work for my shoes <laughs> so, I love that so I was like oh yeah and by the way this really fits in with what we're talking about and I'm a painter and it's not like yes I made just five bucks for myself <laughs> <laughs> that's great okay so along the same lines I have started working with my daughter's school just on like a 10 hours a month basis. But my signature says something about art consultant. And so I'm like indirectly telling people that I'm an art consultant. And as I do that, I was like, I don't know if this is doing anything or not, but whatever. And the other day, the art teacher came up to me and said, did you know people are whispering about you? They're like, there's an artist consultant in Mancus now. She was like, yeah, I know her. And you should like, you should check out her podcast. And so like, it's like, it spreads. Like, even if you don't know it's spreading, it does. And mm. like, when you tell people who you are and what you do and why you do it, why you do it, such as you are doing, they might go to their friend and go, oh, I know someone who does blah 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 it's really cool and you should check it out and you don't really see that behind Mm -hmm. the scenes as much every now and then someone will tell you but it does happen and that's why that's part of the reason why we do it of course they may or may not be a potential client but they might tell someone else who might be a potential client so we're spreading the word and if we want other people to spread the word we gotta spread the word so yeah but I so I'm very proud of you for your, how many dollars do you have now? <laughs> and it's, it, all of a sudden it just made more sense. Like, right, this is, this is how all this works. You need a bit of, sometimes I need a bit more like another type of incentive instead of like being happy and all that. Like, okay, I need sure. the money for these shoes. Right, do the work. And it, it made it so much more fun as well, because I know it's a, whole, it's a big joke because, you know, if I want to buy the shoes, I buy the shoes anyways, you know. Right. But you could even, like, you could even tell people, I am trying to learn how to talk about my art and I'm forcing myself to do it because I'm going to buy some shoes. And by telling you, I get $5 for my shoes. Right. Like, oh my that's funny. People enjoy that. So, yeah. like, it doesn't have to be this, Snooty business thing, like it can be whatever you want it to be, and it can. It was it was fun because it was um um a video maker, a sh- short documentary maker, and I saw the real the, the trailer of it, and we were talking in a work day about it, and I was like, yeah, and I love the images and the composition and the rhythm and head, and you know, I'm an artist, so these things are really important to me visually, blah blah blah. So I was actually talking about his work, and he was like, oh, you're right. Not. 
Me too. What do you make? So that was great. I, I actually have one client who um, is was having conversations with people and ended up with having a filmmaker come to her and be like, I want to have five of your paintings in the movie and I have the budget for it. Can you make these for me? And so like, you never yeah. know. With these or somebody things. like that can make you a nice small video that you can plug on, on your website going, and, right. you know, definitely. There's yeah. so many ways that people can support you and that you can support them and it just becomes this beautiful fabric which I know you understand really well because you live in a community like you are a part of a community so just paying attention and seeing like even how inside of that community how you guys support each other and um, talk about each other and lend a helping hand like look at that through the lens of how can I take what I like from this and use it in my art business? Right. I think it could be a really nice, 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 nice exercise for you. Good morning. Words aren't working today. Yeah, that's okay. Cool. And on, on the way driving here, I listened to the Big Magic. Mm, yay. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, Side note, I have a podcast, a private podcast coming. I just have to have the time to give it to you guys. But it's all the office hours and the workshops and all of that. So um, I feel like that's going to be good for you because you like to listen to things while you're doing things. But that's coming. Just so you know. If I haven't told you that already, I think I have. But anyway, um, I do have another call in a minute and a half is there anything else i can do for you well not really i'm going to be here with my mom these days um I'm, i brought a painting a big one that a friend of mine was looking at for a long time and he's not sure if it will fit but if it fits he'll buy it um and i'm going to visit a cousin as well who back in march said that maybe they were interesting in a painting that then went to the gallery and i picked up today so you got some movement happening. You got some movement happening. Let's see what, what, what turns out. So were you were you able to listen to the first half of Office Hours? No. Okay. Whenever it posts, go back and listen to it. I think it um, today's call, especially, I think would be something you would learn from or like to hear hear about. So, can can yeah. I? Now that I have you here, can I ask if it's if it's not a lot of work for for your, I guess for Becky, like when you put up the office hours, in the past you did a short sentence with them. Yes, um, I'm trying to get back to that, and that was that's my fault. Sometimes I get to it, and sometimes I don't. But I'm because you just reminded me, I'm going to go do that right now. Great, wonderful. Thank you for reminding me to do that because I really, that makes more sense. Like you can find things. Exactly. Opposed to just, um, and you're like, oh, I've got this problem. Look, they talked about it. Right, exactly. And then when I need to go back and say, oh, here was where we talked about that, then I can get to it. So yeah, thank you for the reminder. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Okay. So to you soon, Miss Monique. See you later.